we tend to make kids' activities or their lives more important than our marriage, but Mm -hmm. the marriage is the foundation of raising healthy kids. So if you can keep that communication open and, you know, uh, fight or argue in a healthy way, then you're really creating a good model for your kids. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free Parenting Toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside. Hello, hello, Blissful Parents. Michelle Abraham, your host here today. You guys, I am joined by a fabulous guest this morning. I've got relationship expert and coach Mike Stewart with me here today, and he's going to help us really understand our kids and how we can better work with their kids and help our kids understand how their mind works and many other things I'm sure we'll cover today. But first of all, before I tell you more about Mike, hi, Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. Thank you, Michelle. Awesome. Well, we were just uh, just just sharing with each other before we press recording how early it is where we are. And so I'm so glad Mike is here with us so early in the morning um, when we're recording this episode. So um, we are bright, bright and early first thing in the morning for you today. So you're going to get lots of great content and we are still sipping our coffee. <laughs> um, so let me tell you a little bit more about Mike. Mike's a relationship coach who loves empowering, educating and inspiring married women and men um, to ignite a deeper connection with one another and create a beautiful future. Mike provides tools to create new habit that transform your relationship with your spouse and recapture the magic of your relationship um, and your marriage. He has been married for 34 years to his wife, Valerie, and has an adopted son, Lonnie, who is married and has two children of his own. Uh, Mike loves to take challenge, take the challenge he has overcome in his business and personal life and help other married couples create the marriage of their dreams. Mike is also an unpublished author working on his first book that chronicles his journey of leaving his corporate job after 30 years to pursue a career a career that would make a bigger difference in the world. Mike, I'm all about that too, making yeah. a bigger difference in the world, leaving something that is not fulfilling. I remember I was sitting there working in a, um, a ski and snowboard company and I was like, this is great. I help people have vacations on fun and fun on the weekends, but it's not really like making an impact in their lives. And I'm sure a relationship coaching for you has been making a huge impact in the lives of the families you've worked with. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been really fun. So what inspired you to get into relationship coaching? Well, I, I, I realized I wanted to be a coach in 2018. I just didn't know what mm-hmm. coach. And so what I did was um, I started just looking at how I could help people. Um, 
you know, in what ways I could help people. I was, I, I've been a geek all my life. So I help people with the computers and things like that, mm. but I wanted to make a real impact. Um, and that was why I left my corporate job in 2010 because I had this epiphany that I had worked all night on a project installing a phone system and then nobody cared. Nobody went home and said, Mike installed my phone. It changed my life. And so I started, you know, trying to figure out what I want to do. I was making really good money. And when I went home and told my wife I wanted to change careers, she was like, what do you think? You're crazy. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't I don't miss that type of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, being able to make a bigger difference in people's lives um, is what really matters is when at the end of the day, when you go home and you know that you you really helped somebody mm-hmm. with something that was important to them. Mm-hmm. That's that's there's no feeling like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can imagine <laughs> uh, for sure. And, you know, it's one of those things, too. I feel like parents who, um, you know, they got married, they have um, they've had some time maybe in their relationship or maybe not very much time in the relationship. Um, I got pregnant on my wedding night, so we didn't have that much time together <laughs> before kids came along. And then when yeah. kids come along, it kind of like it kind of like throws throws a kink in the plans or, you know, a, a lovely, a lovely, in a lovely way, but it also like re rearranges the way uh, your relationship is with your yeah. spouse. <laughs> yeah. So do you have, um, I'm sure you've worked with parents, like parents that have like gone through that and struggled with that. So just before we dive into other stuff, I'd love to just hear some advice around, you know, how to manage your relationship when you have all of a sudden you have kids, when you we're not, you know, you were, you, you were, it's the two and now you're more than two. <laughs> well, funny story. My wife and I, uh, a month after we were married, um, my wife wanted to adopt my nephew. And so, so two months after we were married, we had a six-year-old in our home. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So we you're were right there. You're right there. there. <laughs> we were immediate parents. And I remember going to bed that night, laying in bed and I'm going, what did we do? We we don't know how to be parents. We don't, we don't know. How are we going to do this? You know? Yeah. Do you think the focus like goes so much on the kids too that like you were like, and I hear, I hear this all the time. Like when, pin, when kids finally go off to college, the parents yeah. look at each other and sometimes they get divorced because they're like, who are you? I haven't seen yeah. you in like 10 years or, you know, yeah. spent any time together. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have uh, any any advice for us to maintain a really healthy relationship with our spouses while trying to navigate parenting together? Yeah, I think that the the best thing to do would be at the beginning of each month set date nights, mm-hmm. one date night a week, and find pre set up a babysitter or a family member that can come in, mm-hmm. and and if you make that immovable, mm-hmm. then that's because like with my IT job. I would sometimes not be, you know, I would I'd be called to work overtime and things like that, you know. And so my wife and I would sit down and we would set events throughout the month, right? And then my boss would come to me and say, hey, I need you to work. She's like, nope, I got a thing with my wife, can't change it. You know, and it's set in stone, right? And you just don't, and you just don't bend because what we do is we tend to make kids' activities or their lives more important than our marriage. but mm-hmm. The marriage is the foundation of raising healthy kids, right? right? So if you can keep that communication open and, you know, uh, fight or argue in a healthy way, then you're really creating a good model for your kids. Cause, you know, we, we get some, someone told me that you get imprinted from the time that you're a child till seven, eight years old. 
Yeah. And the behaviors of your parents get imprinted on you. And you, they're in the back of your mind as you grow up. You 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 just begin to pull from that experience when you start to, you know, run into that situation. So it's just really fascinating when you look at it from that standpoint. Yeah. And you're so right with like taking that time out. My husband and I just luckily my mom took uh, my parents took the kids for I think three nights. And it was the first time we were alone, like without kids or anyone else for like more than like 24 hours. And yeah. it was just like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, it was nice to like really talk again without being interrupted or without like talking like while you're going out the door or someone's cooking or, you know, <laughs> yeah. distractions going on. It was yeah. actually yeah. nice to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's in- interesting. And I, yeah, I like what you say. So as our, um, as our parents are thinking about the way that they are communicating with each other and knowing that like the way that they're communicating is what the kids are picking up to any suggestions for ways that we can really handle, you know, a disagreement or things like that in a way that's not going to affect our kids in the future. <laughs> well, I mean, when, when, uh, when we had a lot of stress in our home, um, I think my son was 10 at that time. Um, if we would argue and we would fight and we, we didn't really have the skills, like I said, we're, we're kind of just dealing with stuff on the way our parents did. Um, but learning a lot about, um, you know, when you get that icky feeling where you've mm-hmm. said something to your spouse or that you're at odds with your partner, right? Mm-hmm. You have that sick feeling. And, and sometimes we just want to cling that we're right, right? We want to say, I'm right. She's wrong. And, and I'm going to stand my ground. Well, the problem with that is, is, you know, you could be right and you can be divorced. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so when we would fight, we would argue, we would, and, you know, we would sit down with my son and we would go, you know, we're, we're sorry that you had to hear that. Um, you know, here, here's what happened, you know, without going into too much detail. And, you know, and, and now it's gotten to the point where anytime I feel that feeling, I immediately, no matter what, no matter what, whether how right I was, I will go to my wife and say, I am sorry for my part. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't apologize for her part or whatever, but I can say, I'm sorry for my part. And I, mm-hmm. I don't want anything between us, right? you know? And, and I've, I've noticed if I do that immediately, then there's not that sick feeling or, or that, you know, uh, angst of I'm right. Right. I just, I just go, okay, all I can do is own my part. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. I just go, you know, I, I, honey, I'm sorry for what I said or what I did that, you know, that caused you to react that way or made you feel that way. I mean, so those are the things that I think is, is just being open. And we would communicate with my son and let him know, you know, even when we would discipline him, we would come in afterwards and we would say, do you understand why we had to discipline you? Mm-hmm. You know, we, our responsibility is to raise you to be a responsible human being. <laughs> Right. That's that's the task that we've been given. <laughs> and we need your help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know those are great. And I think like, you know, just uh, communicating, like <laughs> above anything else, communicating why yeah. you're doing things or saying things or apologizing. I think it's always good for the kids to see that or yeah. understand what's happening instead of just having an assumption of, you know, oh, I remember it was funny. My brother and I had like in our thirties had a conversation and I said, Oh yeah, I remember when mom and dad almost got divorced. And he was like, what? He's like, I don't remember that. And I was like, huh? I'm like, what do you mean you don't remember that? And then we talked to my parents about it and they're like, no, we were never close to getting divorced. And I was like, 
did I make that up? I was like, or maybe that's what I thought because of the way the yeah. situation was happening or something. I, right. I, don't, I don't even know still. But it was one of those things that made me think, well, yeah, I mean, different kids can interpret things different ways. Mm-hmm. And when my brother and I have conversations about our childhood all the time, and they're very different, different um, memories of different things and even memories of the same thing, but different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very funny. So pivoting into, um, you know, helping our kids um, overcome negative thoughts. And so, you know, kids may be experiencing hearing, fighting or arguing from the parents. How can we help our kids kind of put their minds at rest and kind of understand how their own mind works, but also how we can, you know, navigate what they've heard or seen? Yeah. So, so, I mean, people often tell me, if you could go back and tell yourself as a child, what would you tell yourself? And I would tell myself, let, let's learn how your mind works and let's, you know, and so what's interesting is, um, you know, like six years ago, I started meditating, right? And I started really looking at just being quiet and just observing all the thoughts that are bombarding through my mind, right? And then I started realizing how many thoughts were negative about my wife. And so... um if parents do that, they can actually learn how many negative thoughts they have towards their kids. And, and these, these thoughts become unconscious after repetitiveness. It goes into your automatic system, right? And it's the same thing with your kids. I mean, if your kids, if you could get your kids to sit still and just listen, right? And I know that's hard. That's not a, it's not an easy task, but it, I mean, even as an adult, I could sit maybe for a minute still without moving or or without letting my mind wander. But the beauty of it is if you could train your, your child to sit and just listen to his breathing, and he's going to have all kinds of thoughts bombard him. And so the, that's the first thing I learned was how many thoughts you have a day, right? But if you could get them to realize they don't have to respond to the thought, they don't have to entertain the thought, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... I just found that was such a powerful thing. And I, I, I wish I knew that as a, you know, as a young mm-hmm. child and, uh, and then as a, as a teenager, you know, I mean, having that skill to be able to realize that, hey, that's just a thought. I don't need to. <laughs> you need to entertain it. Don't need to give it any, any yeah. attention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you've seen the iceberg example, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a very powerful thing that you can explain to a child, right? It's, it's a, it's, you know here's here's what you show on the outside right and this is your thoughts feelings and actions on the outside well this is below the surface this is inside you these are the thoughts feelings and you know that go on inside you and some of them are yours and some of them aren't mm-hmm. you know because we've all had the experience where you're in you know i can remember in junior high school i was playing softball and I dropped a fly ball and this guy came out and read me the riot act, told me, you're so stupid. Why can't you catch it? Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, holy cow, it's just a game, you know. But that experience, I can still remember today and feel the feelings and everything. And right. and so, but being able to help them, you know, because if you can get them to um, analyze their thoughts, then you can get them to understand their feelings. Because their feelings are coming from those thoughts. Right. And one of the things my wife used to do every time my son would, um, my son would come up and ask a question about like, hey, what does this word mean? And she would go, well, what do you think it means? So you get, you get your child to think, right? 
And he would say, well, I think it means this. And then she would go, well, let's go grab the dictionary. Let's go see what the word says, what, what that word means, right? And so you begin to train them to not just take for granted what people say, but you begin to train them to go, hey, I want to know what that means, mm. you know? And, 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 and it made my son really inquisitive about things. because I bet. Yeah. And now there's a good old Google. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. go look it up on Google. <laughs> yeah. Let's look it up on Google. And it's right there with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a great way of like getting them to kind of also get engaged with their inquisitiveness too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and having a way to um, understand how their brain is working and how, their mind works. I think it's pretty yeah. pa- pretty powerful if they can understand that when they're younger. Um, oh my gosh, think think of all the you know things that could happen to them in their teens or twenties yeah. that then they can navigate so much so much more easily, knowing that oh this is just yeah. a thought that I don't need to entertain. <laughs> yeah, well, see my my son my son's parents were drug addicts too, hmm. and so you know it was he was my nephew, and so he had a lot of questions about mm-hmm. his parents and why they, why they abandoned him and why they didn't want him and things like that. And so we, we pretty much told him that there's, there's no question you can't answer. Mm-hmm. There's no, no question you can't ask. I'm sorry. There's no question you can't ask us about your parents and what you want to know and, and things like that. And even, even as he got later on in, in, in his teen years, we would tell him, Hey, if you've got a problem, talk. there's nothing nothing you can do that's going to make us angry or reject you or be you know we just want to give you permission to just be open right yeah yeah and was he able to be open with you guys like did you guys have that he was but one of the things that he had a he had a tendency that he got from um one of the I won't say the therapist did it but the therapist would let him go into the sessions and he would lie so mm-hmm. he was a chronic liar and we, but we could actually tell, we watched his body language and the tone of his voice. And so we learned when he was lying Interesting. and he, and he actually kept that habit all the way up until uh, I think he was in 1920. Mm-hmm. And then he had a, he had an issue with a girlfriend that he, um, he had lied to her about mm-hmm. something and she, and she left him. <laughs> well, that's one he, hard way to learn that lesson <laughs> and he called he called valerie up and he said hey mom i understand what you mean the impact of lying now mm. but it took him all that time yeah. you know even and though we would listen yeah oh yeah yeah so sometimes you can help our kids uh, learn those lessons early on sometimes we can't yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> oh my gosh so i love your i love your um tips for us for keeping kind of peace within the house like with navigating a relationship with our spouse so what are i want to go turn back to a couple of other things that maybe um are or we can do with our spouses to keep our relationship at a high importance when there's so many other things on a day-to-day that's like schedules and sports and kids and work that is interfering with that relationship do you have any other suggestions for us because uh, you know, you, there's so many, there's so many stories of parents that get to end of high school with their kids leave the house and they're like, who are you again? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the the main thing goes back to that schedule. And, um, you know, like my mom, I, I grew up in a single family home, right? My mm-hmm. mom, right? And my mom allowed me to play one sport 
Mm-hmm. So I wasn't, I was not, I was only out of the house maybe twice a week for that, you know, and that was around her schedule. Um, but I think that's part of it is we've gotten to the point where we, we think our kids need so much social interaction that they're in three or four different sports. And I mean, I have a, a friend of mine, she takes her, her grandkids to like three different places throughout the week because her daughter's working. And I'm like, it's okay for them to be involved in sports, but what's happened now, I mean, growing, you may, this may, I don't know if this was your situation. I grew up and we, we all sat at the, at the dinner table together for dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we talked about, Hey, how was your day? How was the, you know, yeah. and that was a, I, I, I love those times. And so we made that a priority. Mm-hmm. We made it a priority that you, you, I don't care what sport you do or right. what activity you're in, you know, you're, you're actually going to be home for dinner. Right. And then having that time together and having that, um, that bonding time together. Mm-hmm. And then we would also do a family night once a week. Um, okay. where we would just pick, we, we would let my son pick the activities cause it would be something we want to make sure it's something he's interested in, mm-hmm. but there was a list of different activities that we could do. So it's, it's really separating that time. And then, you know, my son would go to bed at like nine o'clock. Well, there's two hours for my wife and I to spend time right. together. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we could do it just watching TV or we could, you know, turn off the TV and just sit and talk and spend time together or, cuddle or you know listen to music together but it's really just having that one-on-one time because that's what made your marriage magic when you were first Mm -hmm. married right or when you were dating right that connection Mm -hmm. that connection yeah and so i have a video that i watched twice a year uh of a friend of mine that he interviewed uh for an hour everybody at my wedding reception no way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so I watched that. And I mean, I, I, I just fall in my love with my wife. All over again. No, that's so cool. And I keep, and I keep, I keep these, um, I keep these vacation things that we did together, like Carmel by the sea. Mm-hmm. We have Carmel by the sea up here mm-hmm. on the central coast. We would go there when we were dating and it was just magical. They have all these little, they have a main road that goes down the main street is ocean Avenue. And then there's shops that go, Mm-hmm. all little crubbies all throughout the neighborhood and it, it was just yeah and we had a private we had a beach that we would go to that we, there was nobody at it was just our it was like we called oh, it our nice. beach yeah and it's it's keeping those things alive those mm-hmm. memories and those feelings because that's what you know that time together where you guys were by yourselves mm-hmm. now the kids are important but yeah. if you could keep that that little sacred time that you guys had even in, in however you can do it mm-hmm. that way when the kids like you said when the kids grow up and go to college you know you still, still have like that bond. <laughs> yeah well like my my wife and i were, we're you know we're, we're best friends and my mm-hmm. son my son actually lived in our at home until he was 21 because he was he was a late bloomer and then we had an opportunity for him to move into a house up in uh, with some buddies up in Reading. And so we tell him, we will, we will pay your expenses for three months. Mm-hmm. After that, you have to get a job. And he did. He called, he called us January 1st and said, Hey, can you pay my rent? And we said, no, you work it out with your roommates. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. And he did. Yeah. So it's just really, um, but yeah, keeping that time, my wife and I, we, we made sure that that was really important to us because, you know, letting letting the kids have the show uh, or the dictate the schedule, mm-hmm. it creates so much stress in the home. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah. yeah, I think that those two days alone really got us back like a whole year of busyness. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, this has been awesome, Mike. I'm so happy that you're able to join us today. Do you have any last words for our parents? And I know you have a free gift for them too. Can you share us uh, a little bit about what that is all about? Yeah, so I have a I have an ebook that um it's called Five Steps to uh, Creating a Deeper Connection with Your Partner. And those steps actually equal keeping that connection alive, right? Mm-hmm. And communication and keeping it alive. And then um, the other thing I would say is that, um, you know, give your kids permission. Talk to them about things that are going on in the home. I mean, my mom was very quiet, right? My mom would not share anything personal. I mean, I, was, I would ask her who she voted for. And she would say, it's none of your business. <laughs> and so I, I would say that one of the most important things you can do is Communicate, communicate with your kids your feelings and mm-hmm. give them permission to communicate their feelings. If they're angry, I want to know you're angry, you know? And so those would be the, 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 the key things there. And then you can actually go to my website, um, uh, which is MikeStewartRelationshipCoaching.com mm-hmm. and, and fill out the contact form to request the book. Great. Or if you Great. like, you could email me at MikeStewartCoaching at gmail.com. Awesome. That sounds like a great book to help deepen our relationships yeah. with our parents. I learned the hard way. Spouses, <laughs> but also our kids. Yeah, don't learn the hard way. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here with us, Mike. Any last any last bit of advice for our parents before we let you go? Uh no. I think I think I've I've uh shared as much as I have available right now. <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, blissful parents, go out there and let's uh Let's take a challenge this week and try to have uh, some family dinners. Make sure that you're having family dinner every night together with your family and get them to share a little bit about their day. We play a game called the rose and the thorn. So it's two nice. roses and the kids get to say two roses and then one thing that was a thorn for the day. I don't know. It seems to really help yeah. spark conversation in our house. Yeah. Uh, we, don't do it, we don't do it every day, but it's something that's kind of fun that we like to do every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So Blissful Parents, go out there, have a fabulous week, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks so much again, Mike. Take care. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free Parenting Toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside.